Chapter Sixteen of Bill Nye's Funniest Thoughts by Bill Nye. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Sixteen: The Sun. This luminous body is ninety-two million miles from the Earth, though there have been mornings this winter when it seemed to me that it was farther than that. A railway train going at the rate of forty miles per hour would be two hundred sixty-three years going there, to say nothing of stopping for fuel or water, or stopping on side tracks to wait for freight trains to pass. Several years ago it was discovered that a slight error had been made in the calculations of the sun's distance from the earth, and, owing to a misplaced logarithm or something of that kind, a mistake of three million miles was made in the result. People cannot be too careful in such matters. Supposing that on the strength of the information contained in the old timetable, a man should start out with only provisions sufficient to take him eighty-nine million miles, and should find that three million miles still stretched out ahead of him. He would then have to buy fresh figs of the train boy in order to sustain life. Think of buying nice fresh figs on a train that has been en route two hundred fifty years. Imagine a train boy starting out at ten years of age, and perishing at the age of sixty years with only one-fifth of his journey accomplished. Think of five train boys, one after the other, dying of old age on the way in the train at the last, pulling slowly into the depot with not a living thing on board except the worms and the nice eating apples. The sun cannot be examined through an ordinary telescope with impunity. Only one man ever tried that, and he is now wearing a glass eye that cost him nine dollars. If you examine the sun through an ordinary solar microscope, you discover that it has a curdled or mottled appearance, as though suffering from biliousness. It is also marked here and there by long streaks of light, called faculae, which look like foam flecks below a cataract. The spots on the sun vary from minute pores the size of an ordinary school district, to spots one hundred thousand miles in diameter, visible to the nude eye. The center of these spots is as black as a brunette cat, and is called the umbra, so called because it resembles the umbrella. The next circle is less dark, and called the penumbra, because it so closely resembles the penumbra. There are many theories regarding these spots, but to be perfectly candid with the gentle reader, neither Professor Proctor nor myself can tell exactly what they are. If we could get a little closer, we flatter ourselves that we could speak more definitely. My own theory is they are either first open-air caucuses held by the colored people of the sun, or second they may be the dark horses in the campaign, or third they may be the spots knocked off the defeated candidate by the opposition. Frankly, however, I do not believe either of these theories to be tenable. Professor Proctor sneers at these theories also on the ground that these spots do not appear to revolve so fast as the sun. This, however, I am prepared to explain upon the theory that this might be the result of delays in the returns. 
However, I am free to confess that speculative science is filled with the intangible. The sun revolves upon his or her axle-tree, as the case may be, once in twenty-five to twenty-eight of our days, so that a man living there would have almost two years to pay a thirty-day note. We should so live that when we come to die we may go at once to the sun. Regarding the sun's temperature, Sir John Herschel says that it is sufficient to melt a shell of ice covering its entire surface to a depth of forty feet. I do not know whether he made this experiment personally, or hired a man to do it for him. The sun is like the star-spangled banner, as it is still there. You get up tomorrow morning just before sunrise and look away toward the east and keep on looking in that direction, and at last you will see a fine sight, if what I've been told is true. If the sunrise is as grand as the sunset, it indeed must be one of nature's most sublime phenomena. The sun is the great source of light and heat for our earth. If the sun were to go somewhere for a few weeks for relaxation and rest, it would be a cold day for us. The moon, too, would be useless, for she is largely dependent on the sun. Animal life would soon cease, and real estate would become depressed in price. We owe very much of our enjoyment to the sun, and not many years ago there were a large number of people who worshipped the sun. When a man showed signs of emotional insanity, they took him up on the observatory of the temple and sacrificed him to the sun. They were a very prosperous and happy people. If the conqueror had not come among them with civilization and guns and grand juries, they would have been very happy indeed. End of chapter 16